two. You can do that. <laughs> What's the name of the hotel? Three. <laughs> two. Just throwing numbers. Well, what, was it like one at one at one? One at one. That's no, all by one. Well, we are we are here at this live live. We are here at this lovely location in South South Wanston. <laughs> We, bitch, we just drove three hours here from London. We're yeah. in. We're live in Southampton. For, we need to give a call out properly. We'll put it in the description of the hotel because yeah. they've been amazing with this. So nice, so nice. The girl that is down there, she is. She's my fan. I love her. We love her. People love her. We love she's her. She's really good. She's sweet. She is really Lots sweet. Of free bitch. Honey, it's not like she thirsty. I mean thirsty. Yes, I well, I'm almost there. I just need to put on my eyebrows. Is that is <laughs> <laughs> that takes about thirty minutes. Yeah, you, you can't. That can't be close to the microphone, girl. Yeah, but we're, it's, it's just unusual. like my eyebrows, they're not ready. <laughs> Should we explain <laughs> what exactly happened to our eyebrows on the way over here with magic? They got singed off. And do you want to with say the summer heat? <laughs> <laughs> he basically met. Uh, he met someone who was working for B and Q when we had to put. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Let me finish the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> As a Michael normally does when on a road okay, trip, he always yes. wants to stop and get some McDonald's. Yeah. Know. But we didn't go through the drive-thru. We didn't have a drive-thru. So yes. we pulled up in the car park. You met yeah. a nice cheeky lad from B&Q. Yeah. Yes. Didn't realize he was stocking up the super glue. You went down on him, got it on your eyebrows, <laughs> and it whipped him off when you pulled your head away from his car. Oh, my God. I love this story. You should write for some people. Seriously, that's a good story. Because the people would actually believe it. That's a good story. <laughs> However... Everything that he said is completely true. 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 It is. <laughs> I saw you little lead bobbing up and down. <laughs> Listen, this this um, this trip here has been quite an adventure. I mean, it took us quite a long time to get down here, and yeah, we're in the, whoa, we're like fucking what, like an hour and a half away, and it took us like three hours. So I'm kind of like excited for what the night uh, holds for us because after the interview that we have with Dan, are we are we going to do this, Keith? Are we going to venture the? The night like Oh yeah. Why we, don't we, we why don't we go out for the night and oh, then God. give a report back oh, God. on a microphone when we've had a few. Oh Lord. Should we do that? Are, are are we gonna do that? We're gonna hit Southampton <clears throat> the pussy. Okay, okay, but but where where do we go in Southampton? Fucking no. Okay, ask Dan okay we'll ask here. Dan. Yeah, we'll ask Dan when he gets here. But um I'm my my bet, I'm gonna say this right now. My bet is that it's probably not gonna be the best night. Well I did look on Google Maps and there are a couple of gay bars. So, but are they ready for you? Because you do you do look like a twat without any eyebrows. But listen, I, I'm I'm a little bit afraid too because I right. mean, uh, we, we're still under, we're heavily restricted at the moment. <laughs> heavily restricted. That one of your yes. sexual fantasies. <laughs> that belt around your neck while you have a wang. Yeah, well, we're, we're still heavily restricted. We can't we can't like dance. So we're, we'll see. We'll see. So I hope mm. you guys enjoy this interview with Dan. Ireland Reeves. Hit it, bitch. It's that time of the podcast. We've got another interview. Is the winner of Best New Writing. He's got shortlisted for the audience choice. Is the pick of the fringe. 
and he was nominated for Grand Prix. Do you know oh my Grand? God. That's a lot. And I'm not even finished. He's been what nominated for Best Actor. He is actor and also producer, I think we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, but well. he wants to be introduced as actor slash writer. A slash. Yes. Slash. Oh, yeah. We'll or, get into that later. Yeah, I think. all around entertainer. <laughs> Dan Ireland Reeves. Hello. Yeah, hello. That was a good introduction. I like that. Thank you. We'll have we'll have claps, obviously. We don't have the clap, but we will have well, claps. We will have well. claps. We will have claps when when you know we announce your name. Yeah, I, th- I think our photographer Magic Uzi is probably going to have the clap tomorrow morning. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. If it's a good night. Yeah, if it's a good night. <laughs> he's, he's already started. Look. <laughs> Welcome. Hiya. Thanks yeah. for having me. Uh, of no. course, of course. Well, you know, uh, Keith was telling me a little bit about you. You sound very, very interesting in terms of what you were doing. Obviously before covid so before um covid i was doing my one-man show called bleach yes um which follows a sex worker in london um he has personal experience not personal experience unfortunately (laughs) um because that would be exciting everyone everyone always says is this based on your life yeah which if you've seen the play you'd realize that's utterly ridiculous so you (laughs) you do the research into it then by by trying it out. No, no, I'd probably make more money doing that. I would hope I'd make more money doing that. Look at that. So it all, came, it all came from your imagination? Yeah, a lot of it. Oh, I wow. did try and talk to some sex workers when I was writing it, and uh, they actually didn't want to talk to me, a lot of them. I don't know why. Um, what, what was it? Like, were you doing, like, research for, like, did you say, I'm doing research for a show? Yeah, a freebie. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You shouldn't have said anything. You should have just been like, hey, hi, how are you? You know, like you're a sex worker. Let's talk. Yeah, probably oh, yeah. I should have done that. <laughs> yeah. I might have got some extras but, out but of then, it. But then you wouldn't have had to mention names or anything. You could have just like left them anonymous. The idea was initially born out of really seeing a lot of my friends move to London um, and just get absolutely chewed up and spat out by it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's something... I thought was interesting and so I wanted to tell a story about that and I wanted a character that was very isolated but still be able to move around the city and experience the city and experience a lot of things yeah. on his own and that's where the sex work came into it and wow. so just sex is interesting and exposing and yeah sex sex we don't oh, know we her here oh, we at we the Thirsty go. Bitch We, we don't talk about that. We don't we talk go. about that. Yeah, no, yeah, the yeah. thing is, it's quite interesting because uh, we, we don't usually uh, travel to interview people. People usually go to Keith's place and that's where we film. Well, we <laughs> that record. sounds a little bit dodged, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. we they just head on I, over I to Keith's place. I don't know whether you're pleased or disappointed. <laughs> no, no, you're, you should be pleased because we don't do this for nobody. No, no we thank don't you come, for coming. Yeah. So, Only for the award winners. So are you are you originally from Southampton? <laughs> yeah, so I grew up in uh, Eastleigh, which is the town in between Southampton and Winchester. Beastly. So. Eastleigh. Oh, Eastleigh. But oh. people do call it Beastly Eastleigh um, for a reason. Is it, is it ravenous? Is it? It's very dull. Very oh, bleak. God, God, I shouldn't say that say now. That. Now I've moved so close. To don't worry. Again. Anything that you you don't want to say, no, we can just yeah, bleep it. That. That's all right. Um, people from EC don't listen to podcasts. Oh, they do. Oh, <laughs> here we go with more generalizations. <laughs> That's all right. Come, I, the backlash on Twitter. I'm an Eastley boy, so I, I'm allowed. Yeah. I would always say I'm from Southampton. I always no. thought that there was there was like a beach here. Is there a beach? Mm, well, not really. There's <laughs> there's water and stones. If that constitutes a beach to you, then you know, have at it. Okay. Lots of people do. Okay, so so do people do people like lay on the rocks and tan and do they go Yeah, sure. Oh. This okay. is this is fucking England. Wow. The sun's out, they'll lay anywhere. 
<laughs> That's true. And they'll take off their shirts at any time when the temperature hits over like 15 degrees. Yeah. Shirts come off. So, so how, come how did growing it in um, skanky place? Was that a quote? Can I skanky. quote and quote on that one? He didn't well, say skanky. Well, he didn't did, say skanky, did, but we'll take I it. I kind of got the vibe on that one. Did, growing oh, up gay somewhere like that, did you come out quite early or was it something that you discovered when you were getting into theatre and then screenwriting? Well, yeah, I was really lucky that I grew up going to a youth theatre in Eastleigh um, and it was a super liberal environment. So when I was... We'd have uh, youth theatre parties and like organized by the youth theater and i'd probably be about 10 and the older what? older kids that were like 16 must be about 16 were doing you know they'd all get up and do rocky horror and they'd act out scenes from rocky horror oh, like it was okay, yeah. it was that sort of environment very where, liberating sounds like very like open yeah everything was <laughs> was really sort of on the table with that sort of thing and um my mum was super uh, liberal with that sort of thing as well. She took me to Rocky Horror when I was thirteen, I think. Okay. Oh, your mom's cool. Well, she's she's yeah. she's a cool mom. Yeah, she is. <laughs> we both dressed up. Someone in the toilet said, "Oh, there's a baby tranny." Is what they said. <laughs> oh, there's Lord. a baby tranny in the yeah. toilet. Yeah, th th this this was <laughs> obviously okay. this was obviously not in the two thousands. <laughs> no, no, no. This is obviously you can't you can't use that word anymore. No, totally not. Um, but I didn't say that. They said that. So yeah, it was it was a really good environment to grow up in and then when i was the older sector of the youth theater and we started having our own house parties uh, there was a lot more gay people and you find each other okay so did oh. you did you ever come out then N no i actually never i've never come out to because if oh, your mom was yeah if your mom was taking you to the rocky horror picture show i mean she kind of knew the writing was on the wall uh, I'm sure she did. I I didn't know that I mean, she would she know. Knew, no, but but I'm guessing watching Bleach and and uh, the B19 and and all the other the shows that you've got. Well, I was um, and you I was married now. by that point too. And yeah, so, oh, which yes. kind of gave it away. <laughs> oh yes. So so, but wait 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 wait. We'll, we'll get to that very soon because I heard that you you met at a very interesting place. Your your, your well, husband. You met him at a very interesting place. Well, this is we kind of realised when you was getting yourself ready that we were slightly off on where I thought because yeah. I, I know. It's Fit Lads, the website that you met. Oh, I thought I thought. About. Oh, I thought you said he met him like at a like Fit a gangbang. Well, <laughs> don't twist my words, you little bitch. No, I said Fit Lads, but I'm like, what? <laughs> I know Fit Lads as the nightclub, and oh, not, Fit Lads not, is, is a website. Yes. Oh. Yeah, for us it was a website. Oh, and those—that's where that's where all the scally lads go. Are you a scally? No, that's Fit Lads, the club. Huh? No, no. I think the I think the um the website has that kind of scally. air about it. Scally too. air, you know. But it's like all of them. It's wannabe, wannabe scallies. Like neither me or my husband are scallies. No. So oh, because... what drew you both to Fit Lads then? Well, Sex. I mean, this must have been, <laughs> maybe Sex. socks. This is like. <laughs> Socks. Sneakers, sex. No, socks. no, no, no. Socks because they're into like socks and sneakers and like chewing gum. What? No, no, no. None of that. It's, I think we just signed up for everything. Tick. <laughs> Tick. I mean, we like, com. Yeah. Gay Planet Romeo. We were like twenty, living in Woking. Nothing um, going on. You sign up for everything, everything. and you hope for the best. This okay. was pre-apps, though, was it? Oh, was it? This pre was. Yeah, yeah. This oh, was okay. pre-grinder. Yeah, nothing like that. How long have you guys been married? We've been married for six years this month. Wow, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank That's you. an eternity yeah. in gay years. Yeah, it's a long time. Seriously. Do you have a dog? 
We do have a dog. I knew it. Shit. I knew so it. Predictable. <laughs> I knew it. No, it's not predictable, but you know, gays need to have something. What sort to, of like, dog do you think we have? Uh, probably some a really like faggoty one. Oh, 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 oh you can't say that. <laughs> Flag it. Flag it. Um, a, a bit like a Pomeranian or no, something No, but uh, like that. are a, a Jack Russell Cross or Oh, a... shit, fuck. Yeah. We have a Jack Russell Cross, yeah. Oh, my god. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You are so good. You are on fire tonight. Yeah. Giving the wrong information. Wow. And you have the same spreadsheet that he filled in, bitch. Oh, but I don't have the computer in front of me, so I don't have that luxury. Not, ev- not everybody has a computer. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is this like 1972 <laughs> well if you want me to have a computer then give me money so i can buy one. Oh no she didn't so what does your husband do because is he in the same is he in the arts is he in the performing uh, he arts he is a an artist okay um a painter and drawer so he oh he's a creative soul yeah he draws mostly um uh figurative work it's very um sort of homoerotic so he's like a little leonardo dicaprio come on titanic well maybe a little less oh girl he's a little more quiet than that (laughs) he's quite a quiet guy (laughs) so so has he has he painted you in the nude uh yes see yeah he has a few times actually yeah and and um like do you tell him like paint me like one of what what's that saying paint me like one of your french girls yes french girls have you said that to him (laughs) i haven't but i should have yes that next time mr trick there yeah that's so rude do you consider yourself little aspects about certain things that you might consider yourself high maintenance no i actually go out of my way not to be like that um performing on the fringe circuit you have not much time to put your show together. Everyone's working against each other. And when someone's a diva, it really fucks shit up and it's pain in the ass. And I really? I don't want to be like that. So I I try yeah. I try to be useful and a helpful you're... not wanker, basically. Okay. But you're, you're you're mentioning a lot of the fringe. What does that mean for those that don't know what that means? Okay, so the fringe is so you have fringe festivals, um, and they're like small uh, usually okay. theatre based okay, okay. festivals yeah. that are like small scale productions, maybe slightly more um, unusual themes or subjects or styles. Okay. Um, so alternative. Yeah. So yeah, it's like kind of, so it's kind of like the Lollapalooza of like very small, like niche kind of like, uh, you know, theater groups like that. Yeah. Now, now they've got, fest- these festivals got so big that they're, they're less niche. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. Lots of them are kind of broad. Are they um, all gay? No, no, no. no. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of gay ones, but mostly no. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. But with you doing uh, all the stuff that you're doing, you're saying that you're not much of a diva in that, but you're, a lot of the work that you do is very, um, you get naked quite a lot by, by the looks of your website and, uh, and the yeah. things that I've seen. You're so talking you're, about oh, the adult industry. So there's a, so some confidence that's coming across that you've decided, right, this is what I'm writing, this is what I'm showing. And then that confidence of where's, like... Where's the nakedness? I haven't seen any nakedness. So nakedness was, was was brought on by America, actually. Oh, was it? So it was always... Um, so I always got down to uh, my briefs at the end of the play and... Stained on your website. What's that? They're stained on your oh, website. Oh, yes, they are stained. Um, with, I guess you have to blood, watch that. With not, blood, not anything else. Oh, <laughs> not that's good either. Um, I know, I mean... So I always get down to those and... In my head, it always made more sense for me to get totally naked. But when you're starting out with a play, I mean, most of the people that come and see it yeah. before it takes off is, you know, your mum, 
your nan. Uh, my nan was mortified anyway, wow. so she didn't need to see me naked to top it off. And then when I was invited <laughs> to do it in Florida, um, the producer of that one said, will you get naked at the end? Right. And, you know, you deciding yourself to get naked is a totally different thing to someone asking you, and it felt... Being asked felt okay, not like a weird thing to do. <laughs> all right then, put yeah. them down. Okay, but, but where do you get the headspace from? Yeah, when you're when you're getting naked in front of an audience. See, I've been asked this, and it's so quick, and I'm so stressed that I don't even think about it. I've got so much other things. To oh, think I, I, about. Thought, I thought you were going to say I've got such a big dick that I don't really care. <laughs> oh, god, that would be nice. <laughs> no, but that, that's what it sounded like. What he was going to say. No, no, I just don't. There's too much going on. Yeah. So it's, there must be a part of you that's kind of a little bit of an exhibitionist. Yeah. If you if you're if you're kind of like writing about you know uh, prostitutes and if you're if you're wanting to get naked, is there a part of you that that you're a little bit of an exhibitionist? Um, maybe, maybe like you know, sort of undercover exhibitionist. Because you your husband has also painted you naked, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're kind of seeing a trend here. Well, yeah, I suppose so. But it's not something. Uh, it's not something I would feel nervous about it if you asked me to do it right now. But like, don't worry, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was. I think there's something. There's something liberating about taking yeah. over that control. I agree. Because I was always the person growing up, very nervous in locker rooms, changing rooms. Oh, felt very self-conscious about that. Was uh, that a body thing or a sexuality thing? Uh. All of it, I think. I think oh. it all rolls into one somewhere along the line. Yeah. And I think that I always knew that if I could just be naked, I would feel better. That's and I would get a, over You know, it. that's such yeah. a good point because a lot of times we've talked on the podcast about being sexually positive and being... And a lot of times that goes with like uh, body dysmorphia. It goes like with the way that you see your body. And I think that being gay is uh, something that kind of like we inherently kind of like inherit this this shame of our bodies if you don't look a certain way yep. in, in the gay world and i think that what you're saying is is actually really helpful for those it's it is very empowering once you kind of like take away that shame and it's like you know what i'm gonna do it like mm. you were saying i'm so stressed out i really don't you know i don't care i'm just gonna do it it gives you so much power i think yeah and it turns out no one gives a shit no one cares but that's do, true do you see that the more here because in london when i moved to london not saying where from. Um, oh, where are you from, though? Can you, can you, where are you from? Because I, I, I don't know. Uh, when I moved to London, everything's body centric. Whereas where I'm from, all the gay bars, the gay clubs, and that Yorkshire. weren't really that fussed. Yorkshire. Did you did you know where he did you know where he's from? It's Leeds, right? No. <laughs> no, he's from that's, Yorkshire. That's, that's West Yorkshire. I'm from North Yorkshire. Oh no, this is running joke that I try and. Because uh, Michael tends to think that everyone lives and breathes London. And I try no, and say, well, not actually, everyone has actually, the same actually, kind I don't of think attitude. That. Actually, I don't think that. Anyway, so do you think when I came to London, everything's body conscious. You're yeah. not living in London. You haven't, have you? No, I haven't. No. <gasps> do you find wow. that it's not like that when you go, say, like to the local gay bar down here or just generally to the like, edge. On, on the apps? The not edge. Well, I mean. The edge. No, it's not so body centric down here. Yeah. Um, because I think when you go to somewhere big like London, there's enough people that you can have those body-centric people and they can cluster. When you're yeah. in a smaller place like this, there's not so many body-centric people and they kind of get diluted out. I mean, it's still there, but it's yeah. not It's not in the same 
concentration yeah. as it is in the big cities, yeah. I don't think. So you must have like friends from all walks of life. You you must yeah. have like a very varied circle because in London it's very different because you kind of like tend to gravitate towards your tribe and you if you if you're like for example if you hang out with Muscle Marys and your your friends will probably be all and and they won't like mix. Yep. Is that different here? Like uh, you must have a very big eclectic group of friends. Well, I have all my friends are from all over the place in all different places at different times. So it's very rare that I sort of socialize in a in a sort of big group yeah. setting. Okay. It's just not not the way the way I've traveled around the country living here mm. and living there. It's just not the way my friendship groups have sort of So you've got a different mindset then how you make friends. Yeah, it's just not something I'm you sort of You seem very of. open-minded. I mean considering that that yeah, you know, like from your upbringing, your mother seemed to be a, a quite important force. Yeah in your life, uh, do you think that she gave you kind of like the tools to be so open-minded and to be like the yeah. way that you are now? My mom's always been really open about everything. And um, uh, my Nana, her mom uh, was the same and was also always okay. a massive support in everything I did. I remember when, yeah. when, I, um, when she found out about me going out with Sam, my now husband, she wrote me a card saying, I don't You're care. dead I, to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, she said, I don't care who they are, um, but if you've picked them and you love them, then, oh, then that's they're, so sweet. they are the person. You know person. what? I like, the, I like these kinds of stories because we always hear like the worst stories, you know, mm. of people being thrown out of their house and shit like that. Are you, you must be very close with your mom now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We are very close. And we, I just had a really stable upbringing. It's not that, it's not that no one's had an issue with me being gay, but everyone's mm. made a concerted effort to try and learn i mean yeah. i haven't had anyone that's gone out their way to be horrible nasty yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. everyone's they might have their problems with it but they've tried to overcome that and keep it to themselves and i mean it's a lot of it's generational and you can't yeah. ask fairer than for someone to you know do a good effort at it and everyone mm -hmm. has everyone's done really well everyone pretty much comes to all of my shows uh probably the most supportive sector of my family are the in-laws um, my mother-in-law will round up everyone and their Aww. dog to come and see my shows which is great because yeah. that's how i make my money otherwise i'll be fucked <laughs> <laughs> but everyone she works with comes everyone yeah. comes um which Aww, is amazing that's so nice and where's your husband from is he from the same the same town so he's from woking so i met him when i was living in woking mm. Oh, Woking. Where's is that? Isn't that like a little segment of um of London? It's uh, it's like a half hour train ride out of London. Okay, why do you <laughs> so close like London bubble? Anything out there? No. Like, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm just asking. I mean, hello. I'm not Miss Miss England here. I don't know like all the places. Well, I didn't know where Woking was before yeah, I went. Yeah, hello. Going back to the plays that you do, the the first one, the, the well, sorry, the Bleach, which is the one that you said has, has created traction and you yes. toured with. Uh, from there, looking at what you've been doing, this I am B nineteen. Mm -hmm. is a quite a different twist because you've gone into conversion therapy. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, it's a historic case. So, oh, but nice. what made you choose that? Well, it's it's very relevant at the moment because yeah. obviously yeah. we're it, it's trying a, yeah. and it seems to be taking a long time to get rid of the it's a hot topic. fucking thing. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. But, um, and then I stumbled across this story and I just couldn't believe I'd never heard it. There's, well, I probably haven't heard it because there's so little information about it out there. Uh, basically, this guy um, in the 50s, I think it was, um, he signed up to have this 
type of gate conversion therapy, which involved electric shock therapy, yeah. basically. It was mm. very brutal, very damaging. I mean, the poor guy sounds like he was pretty damaged to start with. Um, I just couldn't believe that it's not something we talk about. No, um, no, no, it's not. I'd done, um, at the beginning of lockdown, I did a photo series where I made photos to do with um, uh, LGBT history. And I did it for LGBT, uh, for Pride Month. Yeah. Um, and that really sparked this sort of interest in gay history because mm -hmm. it's it's not something we learn about. I mean, we mm. all learn about it through pop culture, really. Mm. Yeah. And if we've got lucky enough to have role models to tell us about it, but that's where um, LGBT yeah. plus people get their education. Um, there's nowhere yeah. else, really. I was watching a film uh, recently and it said with gay history is that there weren't the journals, there weren't the books, because like with the journals or letters that they tend to get burnt for you know, yeah. historically. And we only have arrest records for the gay community. And that's so it's like, where do you find all these this information out? And I think for me, when I, when I saw you doing about the, the gay conversion therapy, I always think that as American thing. And obviously knowing now what's been going on recently over here, we know that it still happens in the UK, but yeah. until it started coming to the forefront, I never realized that was still a thing here. Oh yeah, def it definitely is. I think like what you were saying, it's just something that people don't talk about yeah. because it's something that I think that even to this day, people uh, kind of like still, even though they, it's classified as it's not classified as a, like a mental disorder. Um, people still, you know, do think that if you're gay in some parts, mm. like you were saying, not everywhere is London. They still think that being gay is wrong. Yeah. And in, in within that level of being wrong, they try to find a right way yeah. to make it OK. Um, that's really interesting that you pick that. How ha, has how has that like affected you personally? Because I'm sure it must have like changed you. In, in a way, your views and the way that you see things? Um, I mean, it does because it connects you to things in a much more raw yeah. way than you thought because it's just not things you consider. And I mean, we've made so much quote unquote progress. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I've been lucky enough to experience that for most of my life. Yeah. But it's not till you stop and look back that you realize how far we have actually come, how fucking horrendous it was and things like um section 28 and things yep mm. yep, yep um yep. and things we didn't even know were affecting us at the time and but the legacy of that is so scarring and deep um and it's things like you can understand as part of the community but um straight friends and family just don't no. Don't get it. No, it's, not, they, it's not on their radar. And they will never understand. No. They will never understand. I mean, people can sympathize and people can. It's the same thing, I think, that that goes with, like, for example, the BLM movement at, yeah. at the moment. You know, um, yes, uh, white people could sympathize and they could, you know, uh, kind of. And, and, you know, it's such a thing when people say, oh, no, but I have black friends. It's like, yeah, you have black friends. But just because you have black friends doesn't mean you're going through their experience. Yeah. You don't wake up black. You don't wake up gay. You don't wake up trans. So it's nice to have allies, but then it turns into a situation now where we're seeing people kind of like appropriate certain things that they shouldn't be appropriating because they feel that being an ally gives them the right to kind of like give their opinion on, for example, conversion therapy, which, you know, if you're not gay, shut the fuck up yep. because mm -hmm. it doesn't affect you. And it's a very heavy subject. Were you scared to talk about something this heavy? Like, were you scared to, to present something so heavy? Uh. No, I, I love a heavy subject, but it does come with 
a certain responsibility. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you've got to do it right. Um, yeah. Which is why um, I was telling Keith earlier, I'm actually in the process of rewriting this play entirely. Oh, wow. Um, so it never actually... I'm B-19, it's never reached the stage. The st okay. Um, I filmed it in lockdown to be part of the Stockholm Fringe, mm -hmm. um, and it was available to watch online mm. for that festival, and I've watched it, and it doesn't do what I wanted it to do. Okay. And it's for, to me, it's important that it, it yeah. does the right thing. So I've, I'm totally going back, looking at it from a different angle. I've just started rewriting it. So um, it will be back mm. in mm -hmm. some form, but it's mm -hmm. going to be a different play altogether probably with a different title yeah um but it will be it will have the same jumpy off point okay so it's, a, it's a long process for you to go from idea to actually getting it onto a stage or getting it finished god i am the worst writer like that okay. some people can sit down and write and write they just yeah. write about anything they're told and they write it i can't i've been since realizing this play didn't work um back in i mean last august i've been just sitting on it trying to work out yeah. Yeah. how to do it till basically two weeks ago right. when I basically I have to wait for the spark to come and when it yeah. comes I'm that's off. that's what I was going to say but it you takes a while you can't mm. rush inspiration it's like it has to come to you and I think that being uh, a creative person you it, you either get that inspiration or you don't and if you force it then usually things go wrong yeah. and that's when I think that you have to kind of like just chill and know that if you started something you will probably end up finishing it, but it you you don't control that. Yeah, it's your emotions and what you're going through, what you're feeling that controls that. You know, yeah. and I think that you have to be really in tune with yourself in order to know that part of of you know yourself. Are you still going to be talking about uh, the conversion therapy, or are you s scraping that idea? Yeah, so it's still going to be very much um, this guy's story, but it's going to be a lot more um, imagined. My first time round was very much following him through the process um, mm -hmm. with the little information that is out there mm -hmm. on it um, of him in the facility have, undergoing this um, therapy. Mm. Um, and now it's after the therapy. Oh, so I'm, wow. I'm shifting it all to after therapy. Okay. There's going to be sections that go back to it and back to uh, pre-therapy. Yeah. So you can find out sort of his journey that led him That's to want cool. to do that and and the effects of it afterwards. So I've yeah. just totally reframed it. And I mean, it's gonna be a lot more imagined, yeah. made up, it's, it's got to be. But um, I I think it's more important that it says uh, what it needs to say emotionally. Yeah. Um, well, would that make you want to write other plays that have uh, like a topical edge to it as well? Because I know that the, the other one that you've done, Thief, is back to doing the escorting and the sex work and stuff. So would you, uh, going from IMB19, would you then decide to tackle another topical subject that affects the gay community? Or? Uh, potentially. I mean, it's literally it's literally whatever comes to me that I can write Maybe. about, whatever inspires Maybe. me at the time. But so. are you? do you consider yourself a, a political person, like in terms of rights, gay rights, LGBTQ plus rights? Uh, are you very involved in that? Um, I'm not involved from a, a, like sort of activism um, standpoint, but I have a lot of opinions. Um, I make them known to the my <laughs> circles of people, okay. whether they like it or not. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think of myself as political. I about yeah. I like to be informed. I like okay. to know what's going on. Yeah. But not an activist. You say that you're not an activist. No, uh, it's not. It's just not something. Um, it's just not. I haven't moved in those sort of circles. No. Yeah. Um, I haven't. 
because I've never been London based, that sort of thing's not been going on. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. that you can't seek them out, but um, it's a lot of dedication when you've been yeah. active and you've got to have the yeah. right facts. You know, it's it's pretty much a full time job doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's and, a lot. And you said like since the pandemic, you're now you've now been for the last few months working uh, for uh, caring basically, haven't you? Yeah, I'm a support worker now. <gasps> really? Yeah, for adults with learning disabilities. Oh my god, that is so cool. I, I love it. It's an amazing job. Um, yeah, very rewarding. I guess. Oh yeah. wow. Whether it's where I see my career going, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted my career to be, you know, writing and acting, but yeah. the reality is that that's not how it goes for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So my career has always been whatever allows me yeah. to be a writer and actor on yeah. the side. And I am fine with that. I've I've had to adjust my ideas of what success looks yeah. like. And for me, it's not financial. And, Good. and I am successful enough to make me happy. Good. The, and that's the, you know what, as cheesy and as corny as it sounds, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Because there's so many people that have tons yeah. and tons and tons of money and they have tons of followers. They have tons of this. They have tons of that. And they are literally the most miserable people on earth. Yep. So if you can wholeheartedly say, you know, I am happy and I've had to adjust my way of thinking, but I'm happy with the way that I'm thinking. I think that that is so rich in life. Yeah. You know, so rich in life. And you, you seem like a very caring person. What sign are you? I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. Oh, just like me. Oh, you're a Scorpio too. Yes, I'm a Scorpio. That's why I give out warnings to people on Twitter. Uh And I say, never trust a Scorpio with quote unquote good intentions. Because, yeah, Scorpios can be quite shady. Yeah. Well, yes, I try and keep that (laughs) in check. Wow. See, I know. And what's a Taurus then? Uh, Oh, God. Tauruses are really peaceful, but whenever they lose their shit, they lose. And can you say that's uh, that's coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can feel <laughs> it. After today, that's coming. I, I can feel it. I can feel it. Uh oh. Yes. <laughs> Growing up, I think I was a little shit. I, I did horrible things oh. to people. And oh, yeah, like what? Oh, I just oh. I had a mouth on me. I said things that were hurtful to people. And I think a lot of it was because I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I didn't know where I fit. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, honey, I just we were all little shits. Yeah. We were all little shits when we when we were like growing up. Yeah. I, mean, no, I was nobody... just a little bitch. Yeah. But... <laughs> COVID. Um, how has that affected you uh, specifically with care working? Yeah. No, I was working in the service industry when COVID hit. Yeah. Um, so we were the first to go out. Yeah. I was waiting tables. Mm. Um, and I was furloughed for about five months. Oh. Uh, which I loved. I, I had a great time. <laughs> oh. I mean, Ooh. I just did creative projects. Yeah, yeah, you about. had. Yeah, I you drank had a lot of wine. I, I mean, I know it was a, it was shit for a lot of people, but for me, yeah. I, I, I really, it was good for me to stop. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't get to stop a lot because I like to be busy. Yeah. So it was nice to be forced to stop. Yeah. Um. And yeah, COVID's basically changed my whole life because. We've always been talking about moving uh, down back to Southampton. We wanted to buy a house. Um, and the only way to do that was to move somewhere cheaper. From, yeah, yeah, from Woking. Uh, we're in Farnborough at this point. Which Farm, is Farnborough. Farnborough. The airfield. Okay. The airfield. Okay. Is, that, is that like um, a little little part in like Woking area? It's like uh, two train stops from Woking. So oh, it's okay. close. Okay. Close you know, by. Close yeah, by. again, okay. sim- close to London, which is what we liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still really expensive. Yeah. But COVID gave us a kick up the arse to, you know, wow. seize the moment when house 
prices plummeted. Yeah. We got in there just in time. We moved. Mm -hmm. We both left our jobs. We started wow. afresh. And, you know, our lives look totally different than they did a year ago. I mean, oh that, my that's gosh. amazing. We, uh, we've wow. spoke to a lot of people where they're going to a spiral of mental health issues. Yeah. They feel down. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. feel lost. But whereas you've decided to take the opportunity and, and change your life completely. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed the time to just, you know, take stock of the things. Deaths. Yeah, and I mean, it's not to say that my life is perfect oh, or all fitting together. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. still loads, now everything's open up, there's still loads of shit I need to sort out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a long way from London for someone who wants to be an actor. I mean, <laughs> I'm in a job that doesn't pay very well. I mean, there's a lot to work out, but I mean, I'm in a good place. And what more can you ask for no, definitely. at this stage? Yeah. Definitely. I th and I think that that's one of the things that, one of the reasons why we do like this podcast is because we also want to feature kind of like a, a, a you know, a positive spin on a lot of things like you were talking about, you know. I would love to do something, um, really, I want to educate some of the straight people in my life. I'd love mm. to do something about mm -hmm. Section 28. I would love yes. to do... Um, that would be so good. I'd love to do something about sort of not having heteronormative relationships. I mean... Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, straight people have such a... For the most part, a very closed-minded yes. response to sex, which I mm. just think is so unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to break that down. Honey, why, why, why do you well. see? Why do you see like the, a, the heteronormative way of looking at a relationship is different to say like a gay one? What 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 is the difference between them both in your eyes? Uh, I think uh, most heterosexual people um, see marriage and things as very much an end point. Yeah. And that is it yeah. um there's no possibilities past that um now me and my husband have a very happy monogamous relationship but you know that might not always be the case i mean thank you we've we thank were you. together six years married six years it's now been 12 years i mean it's very much on the table that possibly one day someone else might come into the relationship um, and something might change yeah. That's not to say it will or it's going to, but it's not putting an end point on it. It's not saying yeah. never. And it's also and it's also putting not putting an end point on your relationship with your husband because I think that a lot of times people think that just because you decide to bring another element to your relationship, which is between two people, it isn't between anybody else. But if you decide that you want to bring people into that relationship, you know, that's up to you. And yeah. I think that a lot of times straight people have this idea of if you are together, then you are together with two with with the other person, and that's. But I mean, it. I, I mean, a feelings from my point of view, feelings are, are feelings. It'd be very hard to share somebody that I think I love. It must be based on trust, the whole foundation of what you do and what you bring into a yeah, relationship. But, yeah, but yeah, but I think that I think that like if uh, we're not saying that that uh, because we're gay, we're, we want to have open relationships. Yeah. I think there are gays that are perfectly fine being monogamous. Mm -hmm. You know, but the yeah. thing, but the thing is, the the, the issue is that I usually have uh, with this subject is that. Uh, it's like the default. It goes into that. And it's not the default. Yeah. We should be able to, to to pick and choose however we want to have a relationship. I, I Can I just say, I once turned up to a date in Cuba, in London, and I didn't realize he was bringing his husband and I was interviewed for their third in oh, the wow. relationship. Uh -huh. And I was asked about my income. Um, the did, you know, did you know previously what nope. you were? I, mean, I, I think that's wrong. I didn't know previously. And it was literally two people sat there that's wrong. saying, we're looking for this permanent third to come in with us. And I was like, well, I've got an hour before work. I may as well sit through this, see what goes on. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. God. 
That will not be in my play. That sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds horrendous. My God. That sounds horrendous. Yeah, but I mean, people probably don't think that happens, but it does. You were talking about uh, you wanted to also do uh, something on Article... Um, Section 28. S- Section 28. Yes. Again, I would like family members and things to understand that this is actually something that affected me. I think I think people don't see it as something that really affected people is and not in a way that you might see and not in a way that you that even I might be aware of in many ways um I think it's just it's sort of a lot of my when I um mentioned it to some family a lot of them didn't even know what it was yeah wow. it's just not it's, something that was on they, their radar it didn't matter put you to, to them. school yeah yeah but they didn't know it was happening they didn't know what it was That's I mean we huge. grew up in silence and we didn't even know it was happening yeah like yeah. we weren't even aware of it yeah until after the fact and then you look back and you're like Wow, yeah. that was fucked. Like we didn't, we were totally alone. Did and you? It, yeah. So, did you get that one, uh, one day in sex ed every year where you got told about the gays? Was um, it like on a very neutral ground? The or? only time I ever had anything said about gay people at school was that one in ten people were gay, and that's the moment when everyone turns to you in class and you get stared down. What to you? They looked at well, you. Well, yeah, everyone, and then you're the you're the one in ten. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, you know that's, that's yeah. your messaging. You, no no follow up, no nothing on that. Just like you know, we've marked you. You're the one. Yeah. Wow. And you, Go you, at you, it. You, you didn't even come out then either as well. So they they just looked at no. you as if say we know you're gay. Yeah. We yeah. think you're gay. Is that like your your goal, like to educate people in general with through your writing? Um, yeah, a lot of it is that and. You know, that mixed with, you know, sex and all that sort of sex, yeah. violence and drugs, all the fun stuff. Ooh. You know, I don't want it to be like, you know, a history lesson. I love all the like, you know, juicy stuff, too. Yeah. So, you know, I like to like like cram it all in, you know. The dark side of good <laughs> life. <laughs> literally, like. literally ram it all in. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I guess that's why you, you don't want to come to London then, because it will eat you up. <laughs> or you'll eat them up. Oh, yeah. Something <laughs> bad would happen. Yeah. yeah. Do you think so? I wouldn't survive in London. No. no. Are you serious? Do you do you really think that? No, I'm too I'm too comfortable. You know, I I don't want a house share. I don't want all this. I I like my space. I like my time, but I do like to visit. You know. You know, in that sense, you're really right about uh, me thinking that London. Everybody thinks that London is like so you know, normal. And then you, we come out here and it's like, you're, you're like, I like my space. Yeah. I can't do flat shares. And it's like everybody oh, in, in London. Say, I'm, glad, I'm glad it takes a guest to actually tell you that, but I've been trying to tell you for four seasons. <laughs> well, it's because you always come out with that old fucking chestnut. Well, I'm from Yorkshire and am I? It's like, oh girl, give it a rest. What a ass. What an asshole. <laughs> give it a rest. We know you're from Yorkshire. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, thirsty bitch. Uh, one thing I want to talk about with your your recent stuff is that it's all monologue based. Mm-hmm. What made yes. you choose to do that rather than to to, to share a stage? Uh, so I did share a stage for a long time. Yeah, and initially I wrote Bleach as sort of a bit of a test for myself. It was never meant to be oh, okay. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought if I can do a one man show, I can do anything. And as someone that's not I'm not confident in the sense of, I mean, out of everyone I know, you would never say, oh, Dan's the one that's going to do a one-man show. He's going to stand on a stage for an hour and talk. Um, But I thought if I could do that, then I'd be proving something to myself. And I did, and I think it was good for me, and it gave me a lot of 
confidence from that point. Is this where you got the Outstanding Male Performance and Best Actor nominations? Yes, yeah, yeah, this was all... Congratulations. What year was that? That That was, yeah, a long time ago, 2017. Did you win? I've been doing this show for ages. Did you win? I won Best New Writing. I didn't win the others. (gasps) Congratulations. That's really cool. You've got a long list here. That's why we came down to Southampton. (laughs) Congratulations, yay. We need need more claps. Um, so going forward, uh, we're coming out of COVID. I know that we spoke earlier saying that you don't fully know what's going to go on with the the, the writing. Oh, well, you know the writing stuff, but actually performing it. Can yeah. you give out your details, like your social medias and what to look out for? Yeah. So you can find me at island underscore Reeves, island like the country, um, on pretty much everything. Um, danislandreeves.co.uk is my website. Yeah. Um, I would expect to see me in Thief by Liam Rudden in the not so distant future uh hopefully very soon where is um, that going to be playing hopefully london we've got our <gasps> fingers crossed so um we can we can we come very much so yes. i would love to see yes. i would love to see you yeah. in action we'll and that's that's a naked show so that's a very Definitely. naked show oh so we'll come on come on down oh i would love to that sounds very interesting not for the nakedness but oh, just to see, oh, why not? No, just because because I want to see like you and you at your rawest emotion. She wants you know? to see your raw talent. I want to oh, see your raw okay. talent. Yeah. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be in London very soon as well. So if everyone just just, just keeps checking on your website, really. Yeah, yeah. Stuff will be happening. Are you active on on Twitter? <laughs> Are you active on on social media? Are you or not really? Uh, sporadically, yeah. Um. Okay, so. If people want to like know what's going on with you, oh, it will uh, be there. It will yeah. be there. Yeah, okay. yeah. All if right. something's happening, get your mind out of the gutter, you dirty bitch. I just said if he was active, you're like, oh my god, that's you, like that's a personal question. You just said you want to see his raw talent. Yes, but that raw talent. I didn't say I wanted to see his raw asshole. <laughs> god, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, if you've got the price of the ticket, it's fine. <laughs> Well, thank yes. you so thank you. much. Thank you for, for having me and coming tonight. down to Southampton. Oh, yeah, honey, no we worries. needed a, we needed a, a break out of London. You know, we just yeah, needed we, it was to go up. back refreshed. Yeah, refreshed. Yeah. Well, any know. any time spent with this one's not going back refreshed. No, it's not. It's not really going back. Refreshed. I think yeah. he'll, I think he'll leave out of here like stressed and wanting wanting I'll, to like a couple I'll... of days to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are going to check out. We are in the uh, the hotel itself is two rooms. Two rooms. Yes. So just like that. Yeah, uh, them for sorry. Room okay. two. Okay. okay. Room two. Yeah, we are in room two doing this interview. So I'd just like to thank you for them for giving us the free space, which yes, is lovely. Yes, that's very nice. Very nice. Beautiful here. It is. It's really nice. It's all right. Get yourself down here if you fancy going to Southampton with Pebble Beaches. Yeah. You know, I'm here somewhere. Yeah. yeah come find me. <laughs> fit lads. <laughs> yeah, fit lads. Yeah, there I am. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, it's lovely having you. Yes, it was thank really you. nice meeting you as well. Good luck with everything that you No, no, not good luck. Break a leg. That's Break the a one. leg. Break a leg. Yeah. <laughs> Let's record that while he's having a shit. Oh, God, do we, do we really have to? I am so tired right now. <laughs> do we not, really have to do this? Tired is I'm like 23 do, minutes past two. Do we really have to do this? After the night I've had. After the night I've had. Listen, that was for, funny. Listen, uh, first of all, I'm, I, I, I'm glad that you guys are still here listening to uh, this podcast. Thank you so much for to Dan for for that for the podcast because he was actually quite fun he was a little bit more more cheeky than i than i expected yeah and i think knowing what he said that there'll be some some of the cheek i think going to be taken out of that podcast because it was dirty 
Oh, yes. He, he was filth, he, wasn't it? Yes, he was filthy. We call him filth. He was filth. Filthy tracksuit bombs. I, you know, but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a little bit sad he didn't filth. come out with us because he was filthy. He was. I, I say that you have to work next we, we, we have to, we have to get together with him again. But listen, uh, the night that we've had, I think it's best that he didn't go out with us because girl, oh she, Lord. She got rejected. Oh my God. Got to explain. Oh, girl. So we went to this club. Uh, what was it called? Um, Club Shishi? Whites only. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was rejected. Um, so yeah, we we rocked up to the only gay bar in Southampton, allegedly. And no, it, it, it is there. So we went to uh, this gay bar and it was right oh. in front of a student house, which yeah. we didn't know at the time. No. And then we uh, tried to get in. There was literally nobody at the door, but they didn't let us in because <laughs> we didn't have... No, 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 no. Well, you didn't have... The track and trace, any ID, yeah. any debit cards, oh, nothing. Or, Just or your face. a Facebook profile. That'll do. They let this bitch in on a Facebook profile. Oh, girl. He dresses oh, up as a micro, goes out as a micro, and his Facebook profile was uh, enough. And I know you that you don't dress like that. Every day of your life. No, so how did they let you in? No, because the thing is that, that it annoyed me. Because first of all, they, they make no no like on their website. Nowhere does it say we will ask for ID when you come in. And what did the website say when you looked? Um, you looked and Magic looked at it and there was no place. Well, you I didn't fucking look at it. Didn't I didn't look, did look you? at it, girl. I don't have more important she things. Gets I, had red. Do, I had to draw on my eyebrows, remember. <laughs> she doesn't read, she gets red too. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we were gonna leave. We were gonna leave. We were like, okay, fine, you know what? This doesn't look like it's very happening anyway. So we were gonna leave, and then as we were waiting for the cab. Uh, the, the bouncer was like, hey, hey, okay, do you have a Facebook profile? And I was like, yes, I do. So he looked at my face, and then we had to take profile. We had to take a picture, oh remember? We had to yeah, take a picture. Yeah, I took one of me, but I had everything. I'm and fine. I loved it, because I was like, can you send that to my Facebook, actually? I look <laughs> flawless. Okay, okay. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. I look good. I look good. I wanted that picture. And where did they seat us? Oh, right next to the fucking toilets, next to dishwasher. Oh. <sighs> In that corner, Girl. looking like you do, and everyone else that was in that room. It was literally like walking into fucking a shit version of Hollyoaks, and Hollyoaks is shit. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? So it's, and then we were shoved in a corner. You had to order your stuff from an app. To be fair, it's all right. Got some cheesy chips. Yeah, but nobody puts a Michael in the <laughs> corner. Nobody. I thought it was funny. I didn't was know what really, to do with you. Listen, it was, it was. No, it wasn't fun. I'm not gonna say. The only, the only good thing is that I got to hang out with you and and Magic. And um and then do you remember like like for fifteen minutes like their app was down and nobody could get drinks? Oh yeah. And it was... took like forty minutes to get a fucking second drink. Yeah, they put an announcement out which we didn't hear saying no more orders on the app because it was overwhelmed by the six people that was in there. <laughs> <laughs> All ordering Sambuca. <laughs> Girl, mm. I listen, I can't with these COVID restrictions. It's so fucking stupid. I can't with them. Yeah. And it seems to me that they're a lot stricter like out, out here, like in the in like the boonies. Well, yeah, but it's because people kind of adhere to rules there. And also because where we do were you say out here in the boonies. Yeah. What the fuck's a boonie? Like like out in the outskirts, like where 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 we are right now. Like I have no idea where we are. On the south coast of England. <gasps> Oh, I can't. You know, I thought Southampton was gonna be like glamorous, like the Hamptons, like in New York. Yeah, but we, in New York, you know, we like saw the, the old town apparently, and Dan was saying that there is a, a, a much trendier side if we'd have stayed there. Well, listen, I, 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 I'm not gonna offend people from Southampton, but yeah. Southampton, you disappointed me big time. <laughs> so listen, thank you so much to Dan Ireland Reeves for the interview. 
And yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of Thirsty Bitch. And remember, stay thirsty. Honey, you sound like she thirsty. I mean, thirsty. Uh, are you a, a thirsty bitch? Okay, alright. A thirsty bitch. Uh, are you a, a thirsty bitch? Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no.